welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. President Trump is making a move to limit the power of federal judges by starting a legal battle over district judges' authority to issue nationwide injunctions. At a speech to to the conservative Federalist Society last week, Vice President Mike Pence said the administration will take the issue to the Supreme Court. For the sake of our liberty, our security, our prosperity, and the separation of powers, this era of judicial activism must come to an end. Joining me is Josh Blackman, a professor at South Texas College of Law. Josh, Vice President Pence also said district courts have imposed more nationwide injunctions against President Trump than the first 40 presidents combined. He sees this as a restraint on the president's power by another branch of government. How do you see it? Well, let's take a look at this. Nationwide injunctions aren't new. In fact, they were often used by conservative states against the Obama administration over the last eight years. Um, What I think is new is the frequency with which these injunctions are issued. Uh, Virtually every policy that uh, President Trump has issued has been challenged in uh, one court or another. And these courts have issued these injunctions to block them on on a really global basis. Um, now, now, Vice President Pence said we'll take this to the Supreme Court. Uh, they've tried several times. It's not like something new. Uh, and the Supreme Court hasn't had an opportunity yet to weigh in. Uh, but without question, these sorts of broad injunctions have uh, uh, frustrated the, uh, President Trump at almost every juncture of his presidency. Now, is there a strong legal precedent for this use of nationwide injunctions? Well, let's be careful. The terminology is a little bit loose, right? Usually when you go to court, if X sues Y, the court's judgment only binds X and Y. The reason why these judgments are different is that they don't only bind X and Y. They, they bind A, B, C, D, E, F, G, uh, parties who are not uh, uh, active in the case. Um, there's no clear reason why courts can do it. Uh, the rules don't actually say they can do it. Uh, courts have sort of just done it, and they've gotten away with it. Um, so I think one of two things will happen. Um, one, the Supreme Court will not eliminate these nationwide injunctions, but maybe scale them back and explain when they're appropriate and when they're not. Um, the other option is that Congress can get involved, and Congress can use its rulemaking power uh, to limit the scope of these broad injunctions. I think either of these routes would be far more desirable to the current regime where courts issue them in an ad hoc, random basis. In a recent decision, Justice Clarence Thomas criticized nationwide injunctions, saying they prevent legal questions from percolating through the federal courts, encourage forum shopping, among other things. What's your answer to that? Do you well, agree with Justice him? Thomas, I think Justice Thomas raises very important concerns about these nationwide injunctions. Uh, uh, the power of a court is generally the power to resolve a specific dispute between two people, between two parties. Uh, they don't usually have the power to drag in and everyone else around the world uh, to benefit from those. Uh, so at a minimum, I think that the court needs to at least address Justice Thomas's concerns and explain when these sorts of injunctions are appropriate and when they're inappropriate. Now, Pence said that the 
Trump administration is going to be seeking opportunities to put this question before the Supreme Court. And Axios reports the Justice Department will begin looking for potential injunctions to appeal to the Supreme Court. But as you mentioned, the Trump administration has failed several times to get the court to move on this. What would move the justices to act? Well, there are some cases I think are better suited to resolve this issue. So, for example, uh, let's take the issue of sanctuary cities, right? There are some cities that have policies uh, that provide certain protections to their immigrants. And the Trump administration has said that if you have these sanctuary policies, we will withhold uh, certain types of federal funding. Now, this is a dispute between, say, the city of Chicago and the federal government, right? Yet at least one judge made that injunction nationwide. He said that all sanctuary cities nationwide uh, uh, cannot have funding withheld. That's a good vehicle, right? Uh, when you have a city suing for a specific policy, there's no reason to make other cities subject to that injunction. So I think that there are some cases that may actually be a good a good vehicle, as we say in the lingua, a good vehicle uh, for the courts to resolve these issues. So uh, I think DOJ is smart. They're thinking it through. And then sooner or later, the justices will take uh, one of these nationwide injunctions and perhaps scale them back a bit. Where does the weight of legal authority rest as far as these injunctions? Because I've seen, you know, professors and legal experts on both sides of the issue. You know, look, there's a debate, uh, and I'll be candid about this. I, I I don't know that there's a clear answer one way or the other. Uh, there's nothing that authorizes them, but courts have been doing that for some time, uh, which is why you need some clarity from the Supreme Court or from Congress about how to go about doing these. Um, there's no there's no easy way to resolve these matters. And I think it's really a bipartisan fashion. When President Obama was in office, you had uh, a conservative state seeking nationwide injunctions. And now when President Trump's in office, you have uh, a, a liberal state seeking injunctions against the president. So we're, it's both sorry, uh, both sides complain about them when they're out of power. Uh, but when they're in power, they, they sort of love these injunctions. They're very helpful. Yeah. Um, now, on a broad scale, does President Trump seem to be pushing every issue to the Supreme Court as saying, well, whatever happens, the Supreme Court will decide? Or is there too much on the Supreme Court's plate at this point? Um, there's a lot on the Supreme Court's plate, and there'll be even more next year, right before the election. Uh, one of the attributes of a nationwide injunction is it doesn't allow cases to sort of simmer in the lower courts for some months at a time. Um, the second a lower court, a trial court, enters a nationwide injunction, there's this frantic race to the U.S. Supreme Court to get it resolved as quickly as possible. Uh, one of the byproducts of the nationwide injunction is that the justices have to get involved earlier than they would usually like to get involved. Um, so I think that's one reason why the justices may scale back the nationwide injunctions. All right. Thanks so much for your insights. That's Josh Blackman. He's a professor at South Texas College of Law. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.